You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Benny and the Bets. What is up, everybody? This is a special AFC NFC Championship edition of Benny and the Bets presented by PXG. Ben Heisler, I am flying solo for a abridged version of the pod today. Uh, was supposed to talk with uh, my pal Derek Brown. Unfortunately, uh, he was not able to make it. Had uh, something come up a bit last minute. And uh, so Derek will be on with us, uh, hopefully heading into the Super Bowl, where we might be talking about another uh, Chiefs appearance. The uh, betting experts and some of the sharps may disagree. And we'll talk about that over the course of today's show. A uh, few things that we're going to dive into uh, for today's episode. We're going to go through some of the opening numbers, where things have moved, where things have gone off of for both the spread and the total for both the AFC Championship game for Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens, as well as the Lions and 49ers. We'll go over some of the more notable trends and whether or not I believe that there's a significant impact to consider before you make your bets. And then I will share my plays with you ahead of championship week here on the program. I I think initially, when it comes to this matchup, starting with Kansas City and um, and Baltimore, first reaction is you would have thought, just consider this for a second, that, you know, the narrative on Mahomes last week was all about first road playoff game. This is finally the opportunity for Baltimore, or excuse me, for Buffalo. Um, and then Kansas City's offense for the second consecutive week moves the ball consistently downfield. Uh, Mahomes is protected, plays well, and now we're in another sort of similar situation where the lines kind of dictated where the market is going right from the very beginning. There wasn't a whole lot of a waiting game here. Um, that might change for the NFC game, um, but I think especially it's worth noting that this line over at DraftKings opened up at minus three for Baltimore. And that's critical because they were one of the few books that actually started at three. Now, it wasn't a traditional minus three, minus 110 on both sides odds. Um, Most books opened at minus 110, but it's three and a half. Uh, I think one book even as well, uh, might have been a a Vegas-based book, Um, so not available to bet mobile in Kansas or really anywhere else, uh, might have opened at four. But over at DraftKings, and this is based off of their own live recorded data between them and Vizen, the opening line for Kansas City came in at plus three. Um, 30% of the bets at the opening split uh, were taken in for the Chiefs, but only 18% of the money came in for Kansas City. A whopping 82% of the money came in on Baltimore, and now DraftKings is one of the few books that has moved this line from three to then three and a half, and now at four, as we're recording on Friday afternoon. So now all of a sudden, if your mindset is, let's consider Kansas City at plus four instead of plus plus three or plus three and a half, now you're feeling great. I don't think I can get there yet, though, because here's what I noticed about this line. If most of these books were opening at three and a half, and they basically stayed there all week, no movement back to three. And, and three and a half is such a key number. Because if you're Kansas City and you want to bet on the Chiefs, 
you're getting that critical hook. You're getting that three and a half. And, and three is that key number when you're betting on games, knowing how many times it's going to be a three-point difference in the very end. So three and a half most times, if, you, if you're considering a dog, you have to be licking your chops. But there was no movement back. There was no sharp money coming back on the other side. Now, some books did move to four. And then that's when some of the Chiefs' money did start to come in, right? So if you got Baltimore at three, maybe you got you know Chiefs at four. Now there's sort of a, a possible hedge uh, middle play that could be in play. Not much, but you're still trying to get the best of the number before it moves back to three and a half. So what I would tell you is if you're looking to bet the Chiefs, you can certainly go and, and take it at four at DraftKings right now. But I am of the belief that this might continue to climb, that we might see more and more pundits come out, talk about all the sharp money that's coming on Baltimore, and then this might actually get pushed to four and a half, in which case Chiefs money will be coming in. Public fans will be getting some money in on Kansas City, and then the sportsbooks can kind of even out their odds a little bit. So I am of the belief that if you like Kansas City, and there's plenty of reasons to, which we'll, we'll get into, I'm not of that belief for this week. And, you know, I've been proven wrong plenty of times on this show before, but I, I, I just can't get there because there just hasn't been enough movement back towards Kansas city. So that's the first bet. We'll get that right out of the way. Um, I like Baltimore minus three and a half here, and we'll get into the reasons why come up in just a little bit. Now let's go through the opening numbers. And by the way, I should also say total in this game opened up 45 and a half. It has since gone down a point to 44 and a half. Uh, a lot more money actually coming in on the over, but um, a lot of sharps then immediately taking that under money as well. So that brought it back down. Uh, currently, where things sit for Kansas City and Baltimore, plus four, 44 and a half, with the Chiefs at plus 164 on the money line over at DraftKings. Now, to the NFC game between the Lions and the 49ers, this game opened up at San Francisco at home minus six and a half. It has since gone up a full point to seven and a half. Again, six and a half, you had a feeling it was likely going to move to seven, or maybe a lot of Detroit money would have been the indication of the Sharps, right? Because that's the six and a half is such a critical number. Same thing with the seven and a half. Because if you're a book, you want to make that determination of am I hanging a bad number or am I getting the best of it and really making both sides come in? Because that's the goal of the sportsbook, right? They want even money on both sides, collect on the juice. It's win-win for them. What has been shown here is that there is a lot of sediment and a lot of money coming in for the 49ers. It's allowed to go from six and a half to seven and a half, crossing that key number of seven. And now it's a, a big decision to consider, right? So that's where the line is right now. It's gone up a full point. The total in this game opened up at 51. It has actually gone up a half a point to 51 and a half. As far as the actual splits are concerned, it's fairly even on both sides. Nothing to the point where we saw in the early stages of Baltimore and Kansas City. So what you need to know about the line movement, we saw movement towards Baltimore and we've seen movement towards 49ers. Two favorites and home teams in these games are the reason for the movement. So that's part one. Now let's talk about some of the trends heading into this matchup. We'll start with the Chiefs and with the Ravens. And, and the one that caught everybody's attention this week, um, certainly it, it caught my eye as well, 
Um, the, the numbers when you go and play against the Buffalo Bills and the impact that it has on your team the following week. Now, again, folks were saying going into that matchup for Mahomes that this was, you know, still a sharp play to take Baltimore. Um, but our guy, Evan Abrams, who's been a, you know, a friend of the show here on Benny and the Bets, talked about it and called it like the wagon effect, right? Uh, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills except for the Chiefs who beat them last week. So teams after facing the Bills, this is from at Evan H. Abrams, who we reference quite a bit here on the show because the numbers that he pulls are terrific. So teams after facing the Bills, going all the way back the last four years, are only 24-44 or 41-1 against the spread. So that's covering at a 37% rate. Um, and then 5-11-1 against the spread this year. So not a pretty good number the following week against Buffalo. The last three seasons... Teams are 3-14 and 14 against the spread after they beat the Bills, failing to cover by an average of six points per game. So, if you're concerned about what that might mean and how that impacts the current number for Kansas City, um, we're talking about an average margin of victory uh, failing to cover by six points per game. And then teams to beat Josh Allen in the playoffs 0-4 straight up in the next game. I think of all those numbers... The, the final one, 0-4 straight up, that's probably the one that maybe most of you care about uh, predominantly as Chiefs fans, right? Um, no team has gone on to beat Josh Allen and then won the following game for whatever toll it's taken on your defense, trying to chase him around, um, whether or not you know pressure's gotten to your quarter, for, for whatever reason. With Mahomes, I don't, I don't think that matters. I do think it matters that the numbers against the spread over an extended period of time are not particularly good. And yes, Kansas City has put themselves in a good covering position. One is an underdog last week. Uh, Mahomes now only has three losses, uh, I think, out of 11 games as an underdog over the course of his career. So he's like, what, I think 7-3-0 and as an underdog straight up, and then 8-2-2, two and two, maybe? Um, when it comes to the number against the spread as an underdog. Like, he's just consistently a terrific bet in these types of scenarios. So I don't look at the wagon effect for Buffalo as anything I need to worry about here. I'm purely focused on the matchup itself, going up against Baltimore. And where I have some concerns right now, and we'll get into how this affects some of the bets and the props that I'm going to be making, is with the injuries on the offensive line. Um, Joe Tooney out that's been confirmed uh we'll see about the rest of the the interior line but that's a significant advantage for baltimore and really the last couple weeks part of what's made mahomes and this chief's offense look back in sync again is twofold one it's been uh great inside runs from isaiah pacheco it's set the tone it's allowed kansas city's offense to run play action uh and i still would contend that last week they they weren't running the ball enough um it was funny to yell at the television going like Pacheco's averaging seven, eight yards a carry go back to him. Don't lose sight of that. And they ended up finding a way to win the game. He of course covered on the over 14 and a half rushing attempts, but he only did so because of the fact that at the end, he got that 15th carry to seal it ran for a first down. And that was the end. Um, and by the way, another reason why you sometimes want to get on these numbers early because it closed at 15 and a half. So if you had 14 and a half, that bet hit. If you had 15 and a half, uh, that bet lost, despite Pacheco just putting up absurd numbers. And he's also dealing with an injury. Well, on the other side for Baltimore, everyone's starting to get healthy. 
Mark Andrews is going to be playing in this game. We've already seen the emergence of Isaiah Likely, their other tight end. Now they can use multiple tight end sets. Um, they have significantly improved wide receivers. It's just a different animal than the the Lamar Ravens teams that Kansas City has taken care of and beaten down in the past. It is a different matchup. It is a very different perspective. And I think that's something that we all need to consider. But again, we know the numbers from Mahomes, especially as a dog, have been incredibly impressive. In fact, that was wrong. It was an 8-2-2. It was 9-1-1 is Patrick Mahomes as an underdog over the course of his career. He already slayed the first road playoff game. It's again... As the number continues to go up, if you see four and a half, there's very good reason to believe that Mahomes can't keep this game close. But I think he's going to be running for his life a little bit more. He's going to have less time to throw. The Ravens are dominant with their linebackers. That's going to take away opportunities um, for the middle of the field. Uh, You're going to have to use Travis Kelsey, I think, a little bit more to block, uh, which takes away a key opportunity for you. He's a very good blocker, but when you want Travis Kelsey for a big play, Not to say Mahomes can't go to him, but it is something that they're going to have to consider, especially uh, if they're going to have some concerns with the rest of their offensive line. Now, Jared Goff, great, great quarterback against the spread over the course of his career. In fact, if you go all the way back to 2018, there has not been a better covering quarterback against the number than Jared Goff. But the splits are fairly staggering. He has been a dynamic indoor quarterback. 36-17 against the spread, 26-9 26-9 against the spread over the last three seasons. And what's even more remarkable about that is those years spent in Detroit. The, the Lions were once, what, they, they started the year last year 1-6. Um, obviously a great season this year, but remember the Lions, despite I think having three overall wins in their first season, they were still the second best covering team, I believe. Maybe the third best. Um, second best in the NFC behind Dallas that year so they play in close games outside though for Jared Goff it's a totally different story in December and January Jared Goff outside 9-15 and 1 against the spread overall over the course of his career and this is still being the all-time best betting quarterback uh, over that five-year stretch is still only 34-35 and 2 against the spread he's got five touchdowns four interceptions uh, a completion rating or a completion percentage of barely 64%. Uh, it's just not a, a good scenario for him. Now, there's also the component about what happens when Debo Samuel is in the lineup. When Debo starts and finishes a game, the 49ers are 12-1 and straight up, 10-3 and against the spread. When he misses a game or starts a game but doesn't finish a game, the 49ers are just 1-4 straight up and 0-5 against the spread. Crazy splits. And all indications as we talk together on this Friday afternoon where we're recording today are that Debo is going to play, practiced on Friday, and that is a large, large victory. Maybe part of the reason why we saw this move to 7.5. Do I think he gets to 8? Probably not. I, I think this number is baked in. Um, I have a very hard time seeing and are expecting this number to go back to seven unless there's a, an injury on the 49ers that isn't announced until maybe a little bit later. But this is something to monitor. Obviously, Samuel looks like he's going to be a go, and we know the splits are indicative of 49ers success, especially at home in these types of scenarios. So 
those are some of the trends I think are, are worth noting and worth paying attention to. And then, as I mentioned, there's still a few that, that always will sort of keep your uh, keep your yourself intrigued. There's also the refs for uh, these matchups too. Uh, and kudos to uh, my former boss Brian Jeffro over at the Betsided for for putting these numbers together. Uh, Sean Smith is the referee for Chiefs at Ravens, and that is a big benefit to Kansas City uh, this year. Sean Smith's teams have called 924 yards in penalties on home teams compared to just 709 yards in penalties against road teams. Consequently, home teams have won just under 41% of the games over the last three years that he has been a part of. That is the lowest rate of home team wins of any referee in the NFL. So if you believe the referee significance, and they do map, these stats have been gone through and discussed and compiled for several years now. And trust me, the books know it too. And yet here we are still at three and a half and four. Maybe you believe this is going to make a significant difference in this game. Maybe that leads you to take Kansas City. I would contend that I think you'll get a better number closer to kickoff or during the game. It's also important to remember that there is a trend for Kansas City. And if you've been a listener of this show, you've heard me talk about it time and time again, and I'll continue to mention it because it continues to hit. There's not often times where I think we look at trends and say to ourselves, this is an auto bet, but it's hard to argue with the numbers here. Second half live unders in Kansas City Chiefs games this year have gone 17-2. and 17-2 to the under. Fourth quarter unders have gone 18-1. and one. Now, it got a little dicey last week, and maybe some of you are saying at some point this number is going to come crashing down. This number should have hit, but if not for the McCall-Hardman fumble um, to turn into a touchback um, or the missed Tyler Bass field goal, um, the the over for the second half hits. Uh, fourth quarter would have still hit, but the, the over for the second half would have hit. Um, and it didn't. Something about this number continues to be successful, and yet that has been one part of these different sportsbooks algorithms that just has not adjusted to this number. So we'll see what happens in the first half. It's 44 and a half now, but for me, I'm not looking at the current total because I, I think the number is fair. I'm much more focused on that second half total, that fourth quarter total in Kansas City and Baltimore. And if both of these teams go out and score a touchdown in their opening possession, now I have a very intriguing number to jump in on live. So that's part of the fun of, of doing some of these live bets. And DraftKings Sportsbooks in particular, that's really, really good when it comes to trying to take and find that avenue. Um, they don't change it super quickly, and it opens up a nice way to be able to find a better number, take advantage of it, and really have yourself... Uh, a nice number to be able to follow the rest of the way. And both of these teams uh, have plenty of firepower to score a touchdown. So uh, opening possessions, both these teams have been fairly good. Sometimes Lamar starts a little bit slow. Ravens have been a good second quarter team this year. So again, maybe you jump on uh, a live under midway through the second, so you might get a better number than when it closes at halftime. All these things are worth considering. And I should mention that you should consider doing all those over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and they're bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. In fact, new customers 
can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. As we mentioned over the course of today's show, you can get the Kansas City Chiefs right now on DraftKings Sportsbook at plus four, plus 164 on the money line with a total of 44 and a half in their upcoming AFC Championship matchup on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. So here's what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code KCSN and new customers can bet just five bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on DraftKings Sportsbook by using the code KCSN. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Just call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibility or responsibility. I think it's the second week in a row I've done that. Please play responsibly. That's the word you're looking for. On behalf of Budo Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after they are issued. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. We are going to take a short break. Coming on the other side, we will get to our actual bets for both the AFC and NFC Championship game. Stay with us. This is Benny and the Bets, presented by PXG. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, it is Benny and the Bets. We are going through our favorite key bets and props for Championship Week in the National Football League. So glad that you guys are with us for the solo expedition of the podcast this week. So let's start. Kansas City and Baltimore, there are a handful of plays that I believe are worth grabbing. Now, the line over at DraftKings right now is Chiefs plus four, Baltimore minus four. I am on Baltimore at minus three and a half. I still think that's a good number for Baltimore. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, 
Uh, that's where most of these books have opened, and it just has not gone back the Kansas City way. And I know that that's where the market, where the sharps have gone for this team. And the fact that there's still plenty of books that are still added at four, and a lot of books maybe aren't going back the other direction, I, I think four is probably a fair number too. Now, if it's four and a half, now you can make a fairly compelling argument to go and take Kansas City, because that's another key area where you can get the three, you get the four, and then four and a half, now you have a little bit more wiggle room to play with. But I do like Baltimore at minus three and a half, and I'm also going to be on those live second half and fourth quarter live unders as well. In the props market, this is one that I actually talked about with my buddy Carrington Harrison about over on 610 today during our weekly visit. He is on Clyde Edwards-Alaire over 14 and a half rushing and receiving yards, and I am too, in large part because Isaiah Pacheco banged up, may uh, not going to miss the game, but you have to wonder as to whether or not he's going to get the necessary carries. Remember, he was running like crazy in the game last week and still barely got to 15 carries. Also, if you believe the Chiefs are going to be playing from behind, it's more of a reason to consider somebody like Clyde Edwards-Alaire to have more opportunities in the passing game. He's been difficult to bring down and had limited opportunities last week. So if you're dealing with a situation with Checo where he may not get the volume that we've become expectant to, uh, this provides uh, a nice little opportunity uh, for a really reasonable number. Like Clyde could break one and get this on one reception uh, or maybe even a couple runs. 14 and a half is not a difficult number for him to surpass. And I think 14 and a half is a fair line and a good line with lots of value if you're looking for that prop. I also really like Patrick Mahomes to exceed four and a half rushing attempts. I'd rather not mess around with the actual rushing yards. Um, that was uh, a bet that got me last week. I was in on the overs for both Mahomes and for Josh Allen. Allen cleared right away, uh, and Pat did not. Um, he had had one big run, um, but really didn't run all that much. And I think that changes uh, in large part due to the health of the offensive line and the you know possibilities that right within the interior, left and right guard, uh, they may have some issues. I, I think Baltimore is going to send a little bit more pressure right up the gut. Uh, Mahomes has been good in the pocket these last couple of weeks. I think he's going to have to bail out a little bit more. And so that's part of the reason why I'd rather trust the amount of times that he's forced to run to try and make a play, especially late in the game, as opposed to the actual rushing yardage itself. So give me the over on Pat Mahomes for over four and a half rushing attempts. On the other side for Baltimore, got a couple of props that I like for Gus Edwards, including under 0.5 receptions. Um, it's obviously heavily juiced to the over that, you know, uh, most expect Gus to at least catch one ball. Um, but again, they have plenty of other options for running backs that can catch the ball. Lamar last week took off and ran a ton. He was very comfortable in doing so. They know that Gus is going to be that tough runner for them inside. They know that he's going to be the goal line back, which is also why instead of taking an anytime touchdown bet for Gus Edwards, I'm going to take him to go over one and a half as a dart throw at plus nine. 50. That's a really fun number to be able to consider. Maybe if you're a Chiefs fan, you want nothing to do with it because it's a, a player on the other team scoring multiple times. But if there is going to be somebody other than Lamar Jackson that I trust to score twice, um, I would trust it to their running backs because that's been the area of the Chiefs defense um, that they've had issues with. The Chiefs, for all the good that they're doing on defense this year, still rank 25th in the NFL in rushing yards per play for the opposing team. And so Gus is going to be able to get those tough runs. They're going to trust him at the goal line. Um, he's going to score 
I, I, I'm almost positive he'll score an anytime touchdown. Um, but I think you can roll the dice a little bit and take him at almost 10 to 1 odds uh, to score over one and a half anytime touchdowns. So those are the props that I like on the AFC Championship game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, over 14 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Pat Mahomes, over four and a half rush attempts. Gus Edwards to go under a half of a reception at plus 145. And then the dart throw, Gus Edwards over one and a half anytime touchdowns at plus 950. Plus Ravens minus three and a half and live unders on the second half in the fourth quarter. For the NFC Championship, I like the Lions at plus seven and a half. As I've mentioned, this is a Detroit team consistently that have played close games. They've played close games in the postseason so far. Um, that's kind of been their MO in the Dan Campbell era. They cover a lot, especially when they're the underdog. Is the favorite? Maybe not so much, but I, I don't think they're phased by San Francisco. It'll just be a question of whether or not Jared Goff plays like the Jared Goff that we've seen in the postseason, where he has made throws that he's needed to make in clutch situations and has delivered, or does he turn back into a pumpkin and play like the quarterback that has really struggled on the road uh, over the course of his career, and the 49ers defense just takes it to another level. But the last couple of games, they, there hasn't been a whole lot that's really impressing with the 49ers defense. Now, they're very good in the middle of the field, and that's part of the reason that I'm taking the under uh, for Sam Laporta for his receiving yards. He's already banged up. Uh, he really had to fight through his injury status last week, uh, but I think they're going to really take him away. The 49ers of all teams understand what a dynamic tight end can do in the middle of the field, and the 49ers have been one of the better, what better teams at slowing down opposing tight ends and really receptions in the middle of the field all year long. I think 40 and a half normally for most weeks for Laporta is a good number or maybe even a low number, but not this week. I like the under at 48 and a half. And then I think this is the part where I'm a little split. Jameer Gibbs, rookie running back out of Alabama, has really been a godsend for Detroit in the second half of the season. I think he'll break some big runs. 49ers haven't been excellent against the run. They've been good, but not great. I like him to go over 14 and a half yards for his longest rushing play of the day. I think he'll break one for 20, 30 yards. Um, That other number just doesn't feel like for somebody with his explosiveness and that speed. uh, Yeah, they're good at stopping receivers in the middle of the field, but all he needs is just to break one tackle uh, and he can get loose and make a big, big chunk play. So I like the over there, over 14 and a half yards for longest rushing attempts. And then David Montgomery, is he as explosive as Jameer Gibbs? Nowhere close. Um, but they trust him, and they know that he's a really tough physical runner. And I am of the belief that Ben Johnson is going to call a very run-heavy game for Jared Goff. I think they want him to feel comfortable. I think they want to use more play action against San Francisco. I think they want to control time of possession in this game. That's going to be of critical importance to keep the 49ers offense off the field and to tire out their defense with that explosive pass rush. You run the ball effectively, which Detroit is perfectly content in doing. I think they're going to continue to do that. And so I think they're going to trust their veteran that they sign on the three-year deal to get those tough plays to, to convert on third and short. And so I think Montgomery goes over the 10 and a half rushing attempts in this game. Remember, he was on pace to lead the NFL in touchdowns in the very early portion of the season. They trusted him all the time in the red zone. Uh, if they're first and goal from like the four, they might run it four times to David Montgomery. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Maybe they throw in, you know, Taylor. Maybe they throw in, you know, Decker and the the offensive lineman to to try and get a play because um, they did that the other week. So those are the plays for the NFC Championship game. Like the Lions plus seven and a half. Jameer Gibbs over 14 and a half um, 
yards for his longest rushing play. David Montgomery, over 10.5 rushing attempts. And then Sam Laporta, under 48.5 receiving yards. And that is our show. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me for this solo expedition of Benny and the Bets. We will know who is playing in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas the next time that we meet. Uh, appreciate my guys, BJ Kissel uh, and Tucker and Nick, everybody involved with the show um, for being a part of it, helping us get this together today. Uh, so for all of you, appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out with us. May all of your best bets hit. And we will do this again. Benny and the Bets, presented by PXG. We're talking Super Bowl the next time we are all together. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.